Hello, and welcome to WSPR, The Whisper, bringing you everything fit to hear here in Seashell. I am Rocky Grenadierite. And I'm Kamir. This is WSPR The Whisper, Seashallow's best and only news sending. Sendcasting live since yesterday. Some new things to report on following up our last Sendcast reporting. So, like, how should I do this, Rocky? Just Do I just spit it out or hide some things, you know? Tell the truth. You can conceal the name of a source for protection. Yours or theirs. Okay. Okay. So after we got that last sending from Alistair, who I'll meet someday, I guess, is he my boss? I got in the stone to my friend, my source, who was able to get some history on the Collegium for us. We all know, well, I think the nine listeners we have in the city know the basic facts. Sea Shallow itself was founded in 213 AV by a coalition of seafaring species to embrace and promote the ideals of the visit. If the gods of this plane told us we're all the same, we should be working in collaboration, not competition. It's not that simple. Less editorializing, Rocky. Okay, maybe it's more complicated what the gods said, but that's the essence, right? Right. So, the Collegium was founded shortly after in 215 AV by a gathering of archmages from across the archipelago. Official history says the elven mages Nesala Sharan, Elarian Kisandoriel, and Jeonos Fina, the gnomish Burgle Spellcoat Sapphire Warren Garrick, the tiefling Belmammon Trisonix, and the human wizard Enior the Flamebringer. Official history goes on to say that the entire Collegium was located in the inner ring until it wasn't. At some point, the student body grew to be too big for the available land, And there was tension between the Collegium and neighbors who, like, didn't want their aquarium suddenly full of tentacled eldritch horrors, or to wake up to an animated wardrobe throwing their clothes out the window and talking about fast fashion. But that's it. No mention of how or where the rest of it went. A quick survey of some nearby residents of Sea Shallow shows several theories of where the Collegium had gone. Buried secretly underground, relocated off-plane, actually contained within the center of the Grand Temple, stolen by the Fae, sorry to any Fae listeners, and it was never really there anyway, it's just a government plot to make you eat vegetables. I don't understand that one. However, my source was able to find the unofficial history in the Collegium archives and relay it to WSPR. It seems that two very important wizards did not make it into the official histories, and their specialties might be why. Fildrock Runebranch Stone Shaper and Hildegard Hope Singer Mountain Bane, a dwarf and a halfling respectively, were also founding archmages of the Collegium. And from other non-Collegium sources, we know that they were both expert practitioners of magic related to the shaping of stone and earth and enchantment. These two placed very powerful magics on the building of the Collegium itself, in theory enabling it to defend itself and adapt to changing circumstances. My source thought this may be why the inside of the building still like located in Sea Shallow seems to change its window configuration and maybe its insides all the time. My source tried to tell me several times the other interesting things they'd found, but sounded just like Alistair's last message. Start, stop, start, stop, nothing actually being said. Unless we're all super wrong, we being WSPR and the source in this case, 
The Collegium is also under a spell. Geese? Geos? Geos? Spell? Something? Preventing some details about its location, history, building, or something from being said. Like, if you go there as a student, I'm sure you find this stuff out, but then you can't tell anyone. So, we at WSPR are still getting to the bottom of this, but at the very least, there's stuff that the Archmage's Council aren't telling us. If they're listening, they can totes come explain themselves live on WSPR. Ugh, don't antagonize the Archmages. Sure, sure, right. I just meant that it'd be, um... Very of interest to our audience to hear from the esteemed and illustrious archmages who run the Collegium and keep our city safe. For educational purposes, of course. Right. In the third ring, there was an aerial collision. A group of wandering Aarakocra flew into the path of moving traffic, causing a backup. A large shipment of bananas crashed to the ground flattening a seagull. The council guard reminds everyone, aerial traffic patterns are there for a reason. Oh my God, hi, you're listening to us, thanks. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, if you could leave us a five-star rating or review on the podcast platform that you prefer, it would give me, and I'm sure all of us, a massive dopamine hit, um, and it helps spread the word about our amazing show that we're all having so much fun doing. If you could follow us on social media, we're at the Roll Report Cast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and that's it. <laughs> and if you really like us and or you have all the money in the world, like some of our Bay Area friends do, you could support us at patreon.com slash the roll report. Now back to the show. The Island Hopping Bard's Song of the Snow begins his month-long residency at the Coral Hall in a couple nights' time. The performance venue on Magister Canal has hosted all sorts of luminaries of the archipelago music scene in its storied history, but never one quite like this. From the moment the residency was announced, the theater's been dealing with a rush of inquiries about tickets and the occasional screaming crowd outside its doors when rumors of Mr. Song's arrival spread through the city. The well-known tabaxi is rumored to have begun his career as a traveling bard aboard one of the many ships known to employ bards for crew morale. The story goes that he learned sea shanties and songs from the many islands his ship made port in, and in the years since has helped popularize such archipelago favorites as Three Moons Rising, Under the Docks, and Chelray Prison Blues. His own compositions, mostly seafaring ballads and epic tales, have been widely praised for synthesizing musical traditions from the many islands Mr. Song has visited. However, it's worth mentioning some fans have cast doubt in the story with a close reading of the lyrics of his most famous epic ballad, Nine Lives and the Nine Hells, the story of a group of adventurers, including a tabaxi bard, who descend through nine levels of some kind of hellscape to confront an all-powerful demon lord. The song references the tabaxi bard tagging along on this quest in order to sell his soul to become the most famous bard in the world. This has led those fans to assume the song is based in truth, and Mr. Song has, in fact, sold his soul. Neither Song of the Snow nor his husband, the Eladrin Kalasar Oakdash, confirm or deny these rumors in any interview they've given. 
They've both just sort of laughed off the stories and commented on how unlikely it is that, among other things, a sorcerer drawing their power from wild magic would constantly experience surges, or a bar full of succubi and incubi would ever exist without rapidly devolving into an orgy. Fair. Or that there is a mother of dragons who was defeated by a kobold. In any case, Mr. Song has confirmed his arrival in the city on Bubble, leading to an explosion of fans swarming the theater, and his performances begin in two days' time, continuing five nights a week for the next month. The Coral Hall claims to be almost sold out, so get your tickets fast, kids. And now, the weather. Brought to you by Stormforge Armories. Forged by the storm, for use by you. Hmm. It is becoming a very nice evening with a strong sea breeze to cool the city off. I found Archdruid Tefist talking to a palm tree. She says, storms are part of nature. We got another small send cast from Alistair too. I only have 20 words. We are off plane, delivered singing telegram to Illusion Tower. Searched the professor's office, found evidence, now fighting Sad Shadow. So that happened. I guess they're off plane now, but maybe still prevented from talking about where they are? Does that make sense? Yes. Still worrying. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for now. Keep sending us those paper birds full of tidbits. Thank you, listeners. Tell your friends to buy their receiving stones at Skylar Crow Sparks shop in the third ring. And we're still, oh my God, I'm saying we now. We're still looking for a person to report on the wizard tourney. Take it easy, Sea Shallow. <laughs> <laughs>